Hello out there and welcome to the kickoff edition of the Michael vs. Jason Horrorcast featuring Billy, where each week we're just three guys in a basement arguing over one horror movie chosen at the end of each show by taking a ride on the devil's wheel, so stay tuned for that. This week we'll be launching our podcast with the 1992 Army of Darkness, and be warned when we do, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. As always, I'm Mike, and to my right is Jason. What's going on? What's going on tonight, guys? Man, I'm so excited about this. You know, we've been you know, talking about doing something like this for a long time with some of the stuff that we absolutely love to do and talk about and, and watch. So hoping that a lot of our viewers out there and things like that will be able to listen in and, and agree with some of the things or, as most of us say, disagree and, you know, kind of go from there, man. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, not to be overshadowed, the third member of our crew, what's up, Bill? Not much, man. How you guys been doing this week? Been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. So now I'm just I'm ready to dive into this and uh, give it a wheel, see what happens, man. Yeah, absolutely. But so. I think uh, as kickoff, kickoff edition, we should probably tell everybody a little bit about ourselves. Um, so, Bill, what the, we'll, we'll start with you. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I I'm just a movie junkie, and uh, I primarily like the sci-fi movies. But you know, horror movies, you know, they 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 do a good job for me too. Um, I primarily primarily like uh, like the Walking Dead type stuff, Evil Dead type stuff. Um, followed up by some of the you know older like sci fi movies, kind of like maybe Alien, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, you know stuff like that. And then uh, I kind of get into the werewolves and you know Dracula, those type of movies, you know, kind of like that. So it's good. You're like the you're you're the the zombie sci fi. Yeah, oldies guy. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely towards the older movies. A lot of the newer stuff, um, you know, I, there, there's some that come out, you know, they do like, and uh, um, like a Quiet Place, I like that one. You know, it's very suspenseful, very, you know. That it, doesn't surprise me that you like a Quiet Place because I mean, for the movies that you were just talking about, that's like during the silent era. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Just keep it up, keep up, keep it up. I mean, so Jay, kicking it over to you, what, uh, what's your cup of tea? So, you know, I, I have loved horror movies since I was a little kid. You know, actually one of the first horror movies I've ever watched, you know, was Poltergeist and Halloween, which, you know, I've really been into the slasher genre my entire life. I love blood. I love lots of gore. Um, you know, storylines, yeah, it makes makes the movies fun, but as long as there's a lot of blood and gore, I love it. But, you know, just, you know, like Bill said, you know, I'm a huge movie junkie, you know. During my spare time, like when, especially at nighttime when everyone's asleep, things like that, I'm, I'm up late watching movies and catching up on all the horror flicks. And, you know, like unlike most, though, I, I go back to the oldies, man. Like, like I love 80s horror, uh, early 90s. And like I just go back to it. To me, it's the it's the backbone, and you know, it's there's just so much to choose from back in those days. You know, and more now, you just get a lot of sequels and and um, you know, remakes and things like that. But you know, I love the blood and gore. I agree with you. I mean, back in the '80s and '90s when they did those movies, I mean, it was it was a very big and growing genre. Today, like you just said, it's all sequels, um, CGI. I mean, not that it's bad, but it, it's not, you know, you don't get the practical effects like they did back in the day. I feel like this is where I come in because the, I, I like watching today's movies. I don't mind the 80s stuff. I, I mean, I grew up in the 80s. I love the 80s stuff, but I, I like the new stuff. I like the remakes. I like uh, some of the different things. I mean, I'm, I guess if I were to, categorize i love slasher i love the gore i mean jay you and i grew up on gore and horror and wanting more um little rhyme there for everybody but uh i i also love like the found footage movies and uh, i i think that's what makes our dynamic so good y'all sleepy those found footage i don't mind the found footage (laughs) there's some really good ones out there 
Like Listen, the VHS movies and there's, things there's like a, that. There's yeah. some really, really bad ones. I mean, found footage is the easiest yeah. movie to make because you really don't need yeah. any budget. Paranormal Activity uh, made, what, like $100 million, and the budget was like $15,000. Look at Blair, Blair Witch. That was, the, that was kind of the first yeah. cutting yeah. edge of that particular genre. Absolutely. Um, and that was made on a shoestring budget with, you know, not really big name actors or actresses. And look how much it grossed. And look at look at all the people that were talking about it at the time. Yeah. No, I, I but that that's the easiest way to blow up and make money. In fact, like Blumhouse, they've made their entire career um off of I mean, they started with the paranormal activities and stuff like that, but it's once again shoestring budget. Anybody can do it, and if you hit on it and you make even a million dollars, I mean, but some of theirs was eighty million, a hundred million. Yeah. Uh, now you're set to to finance whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Look at them now. I mean, they just put out a huge budgeted Halloween remake last year that was huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I, I look I I'm, and I know you're the I know you love zombies and sci-fi. Like that's just a hundred percent. I I feel like zombies are overkill at this point in time. Oh, they already are dead. They're already dead, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, with that said, I know we're going to be talking about Army of Darkness here very shortly, but before we get into that, anything um, you guys been watching over the last week uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah, you know what? I'll start this off. So, I actually just watched a movie a couple of nights ago that, like, it's kind of funny. So, like, I, I watched Army of Darkness you know, just so we can be ready for the podcast tonight. And like, I was still kind of a little bit of awake, you know, I had to open the next morning for work and I'm like, you know what? I need to find something that I could probably just fall asleep to. So I put this movie on that I found called Spontaneous. And, you know, I kind of just found it through and, and threw it on. And it, it surprised me. Like I could not fall asleep because I'm like so intrigued with this movie. But basically it was high school like a high school like slash horror slash comedy slash romance movie and they the kids blow up like oh, spontaneous I did, combustion I did yeah see I, this. I just saw, i saw the preview for it yeah. and that was that was one of the ones i was thinking about uh adding to our devil's wheel later on tonight but but anyway know, like it it was it really took me by surprise because like i said you know a lot of the movies you find today and stuff like that especially something like that you 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 you, you go in with it with low expectation and mm-hmm. like I was watching this movie and it's just like every like throughout the entire movie I just kept like like I went from being really tired to like I might be up all night and like even when I went to bed afterwards I still kept thinking about the movie because it was a really good movie I, I really recommend it it's worth a watch it's worth a watch it's the it has the girl from 13 reasons why in it right correct yeah correct yeah yeah Hannah from 13 Reasons yes. Why. Yes. Haven't seen that, so I couldn't agree to, or disagree. I don't think it's your cup of tea. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a little different. Yeah, there, there's there's no... it. There's talking in the movie, so there's no silent. Like right now. Yeah, I know. I, I, got, <laughs> I got nothing. Bill, anything uh, you uh, took a dive into other than Army of Darkness? Yeah, I happened to watch uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh. So it was... Uh, it's, you know, another '80s classic, um, kind of a mix, some comedy mixed in there, and you know, it, it enjoyed an older, uh, older movie. So and you get Linnea so. Quigley in it. Oh yeah, mm. most definitely. <laughs> All we, of Linnea Quigley. <laughs> we we we'll, we will leave it at that. Yeah. I uh I I watched two movies. They're both um uh on Shutter. Uh, they're both Shutter exclusive. So one. It's weird. So talking about like the found footage, it's called WNUF Halloween Special. And it came out like seven years ago. I don't know how I missed this, but the premise is it's a it's like a live newscast. And the they're they're doing this newscast, but they're also having like this guy enter this haunted house like live on the news to see if it's haunted and it's like a special. But they have they cut to commercials and they have commercials from the eighties and they're all made up. Like it is an hour and a half of like a straight snapshot of like what would be CBS or NBC or any of these things as you're watching this live news channel and they're going to other stories. They're going back into this haunted house. I the the movie itself is is all right, but all the like it lo- it looks like a VHS cassette tape the whole way through, and as you're watching it, you literally feel like you're watching because it's supposedly from 1987. Um, 
it's very unique. I will give it that. Um, I think it's a recommend for for a lot of people out there. Oh, and it was called what again? I, uh, I, I missed you. WNUF, which is like the yeah, radio market. station, yeah, TV station. Um, Halloween special. Okay, I got you. I saw that scrolling through Shutter. I, I was kind of curious. I didn't know what exactly it was, but I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I'll um, check it out. And then the other one was a. Um, uh, uh, like a collection of movies. It's called the Mortuary Collection. So it's brand new on Shudder. Um, so I watched that. Uh, n- not bad, actually, either. It's, you know, the when you watch an anthology, you know that, you know, a couple of stories are going to be shitty, a couple are going to be good. Um, this one, I felt, got better as the movie got on instead of getting worse. Um, but you got to kind of get through it a little bit at the beginning mm-hmm. to give it a chance. But um, I thought it was actually pretty good as well. So it's a, it's another one that I, I think you guys would probably like. Yeah, I'll, def- I'll, I'll definitely give that a chance. So recommend both then? Um, I would, yeah. The, the WNUF, it's, it's if you don't like found footage or like that old, like it looks like an old VHS cassette tape, I think it's worth it just for the look of it and how they did it. It's worth it just for that cinematography. All right. If that okay. makes sense. All right. I got you. Well, okay. I'll, give, I'll check them out. Yeah. First, I got to get Shutter to, to worry about, yeah, to, to watch them. <laughs> I mean, so. it's not that we run a whore podcast. I know. Um, and there's I, one specific whore channel out there. Let's I just know, say. I know. But, I mean, Shutter is, Shutter is the new thing. Um, and I've heard you guys talking about it enough over the past few weeks. Um, um, so maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll come to that bridge and jump off. Yeah, the cool thing with it, though, too, is, like, I like how they break everything down into categories. So, like, with you being a zombie guy and things like that, they yeah. actually do have, like, an actual, like, zombie category. So yeah. you can go into some of your subgenres and kind of just check out, yeah, no, I you know, you. some of the things that you really want to enjoy and things yeah. like that. It makes it easy. Right. Dear Shutter, if you want to sponsor us, Bill will pay... The five ninety nine a month, and he will get it. Or if you sponsor us, you can just give it to him for free, and he can talk about the movies all day long. I'm just throwing it out there. You never know who's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> little freebies here and there don't don't hurt. Is uh, anything else uh, rocking your horror world this week that you want to talk about? I mean, I'm still listening to you know Scream Radio on Sirius XM. I mean, peddling for more sponsors. I like I like what we're doing. I, I, I in mean. Here. So what you were talking about this uh, to us a couple days ago, but Sirius each year has their own radio station. It, it's Halloween. a ho- it's a Halloween thing. Yeah, it's it's so. Scream. I it, you know it, I love it. Like every year, usually about two to three weeks prior to Halloween, they put this station on, and it it literally plays like spooky sounds, uh, horror soundtracks um, from different movies. Like so, like you'll hear like your Halloween's, Friday the Thirteenth, so on and so forth. Um, and they even do spooky stories and things like that, which is kind of cool. So it's there's like a little bit of everything, and like I know like this year they're doing uh, like a top 100 like scary movie songs of all time, like or scary songs. That'd so be cool. You, be they different. used to say spooky sounds though. Is they're just like randomly just spooky sounds like playing for like a half hour, and you just sit in the car and listen to them. That well, just seems weird to me. It's like they it's it's mainly it's mainly horror movie themes that they play. But, like, they'll do, like, spooky, like, not, like, what you're thinking, spooky sounds that you might hear in a haunted house or something, but, like, actual, like, recorded, like, um, different, like, like stories, say, screams and stuff like that. It, it You gotta check it out. I mean, you explained cool. it so well. How can I not? I mean, yeah, you know, that's that's what I'm here for. Once again, I <laughs> think I need to get serious XM. You should. Not I mean, really. Actually, no, I won't, because... It, it for me, for me Sirius XM. Don't get me wrong; it's a great service. Um, but everything I've ever had it on, it sounds tinny. The sound sound sounds tinny to me. Yeah, I mean, so to each it, their own. Yeah. So, listen, if you still want to sponsor us, <laughs> we can go in and cut that out. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, all right. I mean, I think uh, I think we're ready to get into the the main feature. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's I do think it. It's Army of Darkness time. And now on with the show. All right, and uh, this week we watched 1992's Army of Darkness as we pre-spun the Devil's Wheel going into this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill, this was a uh, a victory for you for Army of Darkness. What made you throw it on there? Um, because as as a young young man, it was one of those movies. Took a couple dates to it, you know, 
saw it a couple times back in the day and really enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it had some scare factor to it at the time. Yeah. It's good. Uh, but with it being a victory of yours, you know what this means. All right. Bring it on. So, uh, since everybody's a first time listener, we're going to throw 30 seconds on the damn clock. And Bill has that time to give us the best plot synopsis that he can come up with. And, uh, my friend, we're getting this going. Once again, you think I'd have this ready, but I don't, and now I do, so it starts when you do. All right. This is the sequel to The Evil Dead 2, uh, where our main character, Ash, is sent back into roughly the 1300s uh, by the book called The Necronomicon. I think I said that right. Um, to return to return back to the 20th century, he must retrieve the Necronomicon and... When he retrieves it, he screws up this saying that he's told to say, brings to life the army of darkness, um, and instead of going right back, he decides that, well, I screwed up, I will save the people End and time. fight. Man, there we go. So close. So, so close. But it's so far away. Oh, no, actually, I was on the last sentence of my review here, so. Well, was, go ahead was, and finish. What it was. All right. So I, I said after, uh, after screwing up the retrieval, he decides to stay long enough to defeat the army of darkness. I mean, that is... That is it in a nutshell. I'll be honest with you. That's not an easy movie to synopsis right there. Yeah, it in it it jumps around a lot. I mean, I as we were talking about, you know, hey, I I won the pick, you know, for the movie of the week. Um, it was like I said, it was a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed back in the day. Um, I love Bruce Campbell; He's a hell of an actor. He can pretty much do any type of role. Um, in watching what we were watching um i I literally look at it as i think it was it was a point in sam raimi's directing career where he's like he was starting to go mainstream and stuff and i don't think he put the quality and effort into this movie as some of his prior horror movies that he made it just it's something that i noticed and looking back on it i don't think it's as good a movie as i remember it to be yeah yeah, we're we're jumping ahead uh, a little bit here, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll see where that goes. But right now, we always like to talk about what did we like about this movie. So what what uh, what jumped out at you guys? Um, so for me, uh, you know, I kind of like how the only thing that I really thought that I think they did very well with this one for me personally is I think that they brought the comedy aspect into it a little bit more, just to kind of bring in more audiences and. You know, even taking it to like a different time frame, like making it the medieval times per se, and kind of doing something a little different from the predecessors of Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2. So I think bringing a little bit more comedy into it, because I think, you know, Bruce Campbell as an actor, that's the kind of thing that he's most known for, even yeah. when you look at the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a full comedy. And I think that was one thing that I think they did very well with this movie. Uh, I I can't argue that um, the special effects for me um, some of some of it kind of campy, but but it was in a time of everything was done practically, and there was a lot of stop motion, a lot of the stop motion stuff with some of the skeletons that you know are walking, basically part of the army of army of darkness, um, are done really really well. Um, and as you said, the comedy, the comedy worked. So, yeah, I thought the I thought the comedy, that's actually one of the things that I wrote down was the, the one liners that are in this movie. Oh, I wrote yes. down a couple of them. Um, when he, he says Mr. Fancy Pants, but he goes, uh, uh, I have Jack and shit and Jack just left town. Yeah. Um, or this is my boomstick. The, the boomstick is a classic. <laughs> I, I use that to this day or when he says, yo, she bitch. Let's go. Yeah. Love that line. I, I think my favorite one of the movie, though, is uh, he's digging at the dirt and throwing it on there, and he goes, hey, what's on your face? And he looks up, and he goes, what? And he throws dirt on top of it. I, for some yeah. reason, it just made me laugh. Um, the fact that he calls everybody primates throughout the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> you medieval primates. The the groovy and the give me some sugar baby. Uh, yeah. Like, those are staples now that you hear. And then I, I like at the very end when... Uh, uh, he's talking to Sheila after she's turned into part of the Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but we had something going. And he goes, honey, you got real ugly. Yeah. I, I, I These one-liners just kill yeah. me throughout, which brings me to the yeah, to, well, to the humor that you guys are talking about. Uh, don't forget, at the end, of the, the end of the movie, 
the best one liner was all hail to the king. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's good. I, you know, another thing that uh, kind of, Jason, this touches on what you were talking about a little bit at the beginning, but this was like a risk. Um, you know, Evil Dead 3, let's face facts, like the further you go along, usually the crappier um, they become. Yeah. But this, this was like, like out of nowhere, just, all right, we're going to take it away from a cabin. We're going to throw this into the 13th century, I think, yeah. um, for no good reason. It doesn't really make any sense of like how and why it goes back. I mean, they try to explain it, but, uh, uh, but it was a risk. And I think it pays off. I mean, it's it's a it's a weird movie, but it makes absolutely no sense of them going back in time. That's a very calculated risk for a, a sequel. Though I I will say that you you're talking about Evil Dead one and two, um, the five minute synopsis that they do at the beginning of the movie about what happened and how he got there. That's a, <laughs> that's a little bit laughable because oh. after watching it, you're like, eh, I don't quite remember exactly that yeah, happened it that way. You, I almost went back to the end of Evil Dead 2 of like, uh, does this, are, are these even the same people from yeah. the, that one? Like, what is going on? I mean, I obviously Bruce Campbell, but I, I was like, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm, I'm happy that they give that little five minute uh, to just bring you up to speed because yeah. obviously whoever wrote it was like, listen, we're just starting this. We're just starting this bitch right in the yeah in the middle of the 13th century. Yeah, right. And I just think it's funny too. This is the technically the it's the third Evil Dead series or the Evil Dead series. But you got the third different Linda. Yeah, who hair gets get shorter and shorter and shorter in every movie. So I mean, I just think that they they kind of did that to make fun of the situation. But and I, she was a famous actress. I, I know. Uh, uh, Bridget Fonda. Bridget. That's, I was like, I, I was looking at it, and I'm like, who? But she's only in it for like eight seconds. So yeah, yeah. and it was, literally, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, matter of fact, I think that was that was right when she was. I think the movie was. Uh, I, I think the movie she was in is called Breakpoint or something like that. She was a she was a FBI agent, or mm-hmm. you know, carrying a gun around. And I remember that haircut that she had in the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, I remember her. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of a whatever happened to. Yeah, yeah, she is actually. I was I was thinking about that. I was I was watching it of like, who is that? I know her. Yeah. And where did she go? Yeah, I you know, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, if you look at the Evil Dead series, like, every single one of the movies has some kind of, you know, actors or actresses that are kind of related to other horror movies and in, in the genres back in those days. And this one kind of just brought in Bridget Fonda, who, believe it or not, I don't think was really in any other horror movies, but she was a really famous actress back in these days. So oh, yeah. it kind of, you know, you know, I know she wanted to do some work with Sam Raimi in the past in some of his older movies. So he finally brought her in for this, but unfortunately it's only like seven seconds for her. Yeah. I, I, I want to say another thing that I really liked uh, about this movie was the scene where he looks into the mirror. Well, he breaks the mirror, he <laughs> looks into it and then all the pieces of mirror have, you mini. know, a little, a little mini version of it. It's like a Gulliver's yeah. travel scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, I thought that was so cleverly done, and then it, it becomes really just cartoonish or whatever. Yeah. But I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, but uh, when he he swallows the one, it becomes his doppelganger because he starts growing his second self right yeah. out of himself. Yeah, and I, I like the scene where he's shaking his his face, and once again, overly cartoonish or whatever. But oh, yeah. it's going in different uh, uh, different ones, long flat, you know, all, all the different ways. I thought that was pretty cool. But at the same time, it it. It worked because the direction that they were taking in, you know, for this third chapter was completely off the wall anyway. Yeah. And kind of doing some of the things that they did, you know, and then of course, you know, the reincarnated Ash eventually became the evil Ash that was yeah. the leader of the Army of the Dead. So yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty clever how they kind of tied all that together. Oh yeah. I um uh Another thing that I <laughs> that I really found hilarious, uh, and you you see it coming, and I mean just the way the movie's going. But when he gets to the when he gets, and you you put this in your thirty second plot synopsis, but when he gets to the book and he can't remember the third word, and he tries to like just <laughs> cough it over to the yeah. side for some reason, kind of said just, it all. It just made me laugh. And he gets back, and the old man's like, "You said the words," and he's like, "Yeah, basically, kinda, you know, for the most part." And I I thought it, was just, it just made me laugh. Yeah. I, I I can't argue that I was kind of oh boy he's gonna screw this up again. <laughs> but you know it's funny about that that you bring that up. So that actually goes back to 
you know, Evil Dead 1. Because I don't know if you remember the scene in Evil Dead 1 where Bruce Campbell is sitting at the table with all his friends. And Scott, who was the other male lead in the original Evil Dead, was asking him about, hey, do you remember, remember, and, you know, and he at that time was like kind of, you know, fudging that up as well. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, and Scott's just looking at him. But like that just like goes back to the entire series showing that Ash is not one to really remember a lot of things. And that's what kind of makes his character. And then when you go to the Ash vs. Evil Dead series, um, you know, several years later, it's the same thing. Like, he's having... He's not good with the memory, and it kind of makes things just... You know, it's a precursor for worse. So... Kind of like the dumb jock type. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's funny, because if you watch the original Evil Dead, and I know we all did at some point in time, I mean, Ash is the biggest pansy for 70% of that movie, and you fast forward um, to this movie, he's, and he's Captain Boomstick. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Mr. In the Hole, jumping up in the air as the chainsaw is getting thrown out, and yeah. landing perfectly on his hand, and you know going through. Uh, so, you know, just the... We talked about the risks it take and everything like that, but I mean, Ash, the, the evolution of him is pretty crazy between one to three. Yeah. Yeah, and he also got a lot more uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like throughout the movie, he got a lot more uh, you know, cocky and and arrogant. He found his masculinity. Yeah. He it basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I liked and for some reason I remembered this movie being longer. Same here. That was that, yeah, for whatever reason it, you know, it, it seemed like it was longer. Um and and like I said with earlier with uh with the director Sam Raimi, I, I, I look at it as you know he was starting to make other movies at that point, and he was trying to go mainstream. I mean, hell, one of his bigger movies was Spider Man, um, and you just kind of look at you know how he had progressed through things, and I I just don't think I mean it's not a bad movie, um, but he was just it, it, to me it just did not hold up to his prior standard of horror movies. Um, and it just it just didn't it didn't work like I thought it it for me now watching it as it did back then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, any anything else uh, that we think it does right, or any other? Uh, Jason will always be our random useless fat <laughs> guy. So um, actually, I've got the random useless knowledge. Lay, a a lay small it on one. Me. Lay it on uh, me. Sam Raimi. Yes, he directed it. But he was also one of the blacksmiths in the movie. And not only that, at the end of the movie, he was also one of the S-Mart sales associates. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was. I actually had that written down, too. (laughs) Nice job. Nice job. I feel like he stole your random No, actually, that was my last one on there. So I pulled the rug out from underneath You pulled the rug out from underneath me, yeah. Are there any uh, useless facts you want to throw out before we go into what it does, uh, what it did not do for us? I, I mean, I could say. throw one out there. Let's, let's so there actually was an original name for Army of Darkness, and it was not Evil Dead 3. Can you guys guess what that was? I, have uh, a fear, I, I don't remember what it is, but as soon as you say it, it's going to ring a bell, and I'm like, yep, I remember now. It was the Medieval Dead. The Medieval Dead. The Medieval Dead was the original title that Sam Raimi had cooked for it. You know what? It actually makes sense now mm-hmm. that they probably I, came yeah. up with the title and then created a movie around yeah. it. Yeah. So I almost, you know, I, I don't mind Army of Darkness, Medieval Dead, you know, that would have worked too. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's, flip, uh, let's flip the movie on its uh, uh, upside down, I should say now. And what, what was not good about this movie? Uh, so for me, so like during my introduction when I said I'm the I love the gore. So the gore factor in this movie was pretty much non-existent, like the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two movies. And for me, that kind of um, took a lot of what I was anticipating to see in that movie away. And I'm not saying that it it made it worse or anything like that. I'm just saying that you know. They took some chances, obviously, with this movie. They yeah. put more of the comedy factor into the movie, which worked. But I missed the gore with the movie that they had in the originals. Yeah, no, and I I can't argue it. And for me, I mean, you say that one of my notes here is is the first person to die in the whole movie is they get pushed into the pit, and 
it's the only person that you see a copious amount of blood. And then you look at it and go, huh, that's a little bit of a little bit too much blood for just one person, personally. I, you know, I thought the exact same thing, especially when he goes in next. Yeah, and it's like an old demon just fist fighting him, and I'm like, how yeah. did this dude get uh, annihilated it, it into was, just blood? It was a lady. Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, uh, there was a second one in there too. The no, first the, one. The, there's a guy that gets pushed in though. Yeah. So how did this dude fall in? He gets annihilated yeah. by the demon lady. Yeah, that, that, that's who I was referring to, yeah. the demon lady. Yeah, blood spurts up, and then he goes in there, and she just fist fights him for, for 20 minutes. Yeah. But you got to remember, though, too, like Bill just mentioned, there's that other demon-looking monster creature, and that could have actually been the one that actually got him. Yeah. So you just Fair don't enough. know. And and here's 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 a, here's a random fact for you. So the... The girl and or the demon lady in the in the pit, they actually called her the pit bitch. Hmm. She was actually known as the pit bitch. That's what they actually called her on yeah. set. It was kind of funny. I read that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Or just pitch for short. Pitch. Yeah, we call yeah. her pitch. Why not? She was a, she was a little low because she was an all. <laughs> you know, I I I also thought like, and obviously this is a hard movie to even you know say what's good or bad because it's it's a it's like a fairy tale. You know what I mean? So it's it's very tough to be like, well, this is what it did wrong because they're really just making up everything as they go. But let's face facts. This dude in medieval times would be killed in 0.2 seconds. Yeah. Like if, if there's a car and whatever, they burned witches at the stake or people who they thought were witches at the yeah. stake, um, you know, hundreds of years later, uh, this dude would have been um, axed, knifed. Um, Ash would not have made it 0.2 seconds. In this yeah, he, he would not have to. He would not be able to rely on his boomstick. That's for there, sure. No, there, w- there would be yeah. no, no boomstick. And my biggest pet peeve of this whole movie is his main thing is a what, like a shotgun, right? Like, yeah. and he goes through this whole. Where the hell are the bullets coming from? This dude I mean, never I mean, reloads. He no, just no, shoots gun at, like nonstop. It, it showed him reloading a couple times, but my thing is this is. How many shells did he have with him? That, right. I mean, and, and it doesn't show him. Ha- he doesn't have a belt pouch. He's got two pockets. Yeah. The shirt, the shirt that he arrived in, it had a shirt pocket, and it, half of it was gone. I can't even remember him reloading. If he did, that's great. But yeah, he would have reloaded maybe once, and he shot about seven hundred times throughout the course of the movie. So yeah, I'm just curious. Of um, once again, though, it's a fantasy movie, so I'm nitpicking. But uh, where the hell did the bullets come from? Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden. Um, we, we go back to this, this guy that once again, an evil dead one is just a college student from Michigan state. And now here a couple years later, uh, he knows how to make ammo. He knows how to train. Oh, wait, everybody. wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did not, then you missed the part where he opens the trunk and his chemistry book is still sitting there from Michigan state. That's how he learned how to make the composition for the gunpowder yep. and stuff like that. So. And and it was sitting right next to the Fangoria magazine yes. that had the Evil Dead yeah. on the cover uh-huh. too, which I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. I, I did miss that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of? Um, and, and Bill, you kind of talked about this. Uh, I mean, some of it's normal Evil Dead. You look at the the Evil Dead one or two, or even this one of like the graphics. I thought. We talked about this before. I don't think they held up that well over time. No. I, oh, this is definitely a case of, you know, I remember seeing it back when it came out, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And back then, the special effects, they were kind of cutting edge. Um, but now, looking back on it, this is where sometimes CGI does have an advantage, where you can, like that army of darkness, the skeletons that are walking around, yeah, with the CGI, you could have definitely made them not look so herky-jerky. But the herky-jerkiness of it, too, kind of adds to some of the, you know, the effects that are there. But in general, you know, you can you can tell things are kind of, they're kind of sloppy, I guess would be the, the term I would use. Right. And, and I'm going to throw something there. Since you mentioned the skeletons. Yeah. Something that I, that absolutely drove me crazy watching this movie was... You know, you, you see the army of the dead start walking around. There are these skeleton things. But when they're on the horses and they're riding in, you can see they're actual people without skeleton faces riding the horses. And then you would get like a, a stop shot where they would like be blowing up skeletons. So they would just have like skeletons sitting there to blow up. And then they would go back to the running skeletons where it was just people wearing masks that they didn't hide very well. So that, that oh, to me was kind of like uh, cheesy as well. There, 
there is one there's one scene um that you're saying that um there there's two there's a skeleton and a partially dead person or walking dead type person on the horse and they're talking to the evil ash and then they start riding away well they pull the camera back and it's about 50 feet away but you can tell it's like a plastic skeleton on the horse and it's bouncing and it's bouncing bad and it's like ooh, that just does not look right the the one that jumped out at me which was the worst was when sheila gets taken by the demon bird thing at the end and it's flying and it just it, the graphics are so bad and i i was just blown away at i mean because this is 1992 i mean sometimes we yeah. look and we say all right in an 80s or 70s you know but obviously they were budgeting you know uh cut cuts in this department versus yeah. somewhere else i couldn't explain it and it just i was just man these are bad these are really bad. Well, and the other thing too that was kind of disappointing for me was like let's let's use Sheila as an example here. So you go back to the original Evil Dead movies, man. When when these girls or even the guys turned into the Deadites, like they were these beasts, like demon, nasty, ugly looking, scary creature things. Where Sheila turns into, you know, a Deadite at the end of the movie and she's just got like basically um like like really bad white line makeup on her I, face I was, I was it gonna, doesn't have any of the not the teeth not the argh, you know things like that but it's like I was that kind of was like what the heck i was gonna say she she had the hooker makeup going she did that's that's what I, it was just I, she had I, hooker makeup yeah i mean that was it and then it, you know they kind of bleached her out a little bit you know so kind of a a china doll hooker yeah. yeah, and then maybe I thought for a second we'd get our first boob scene in the movie too, and that just that didn't happen there either. So. Yeah, but you said this earlier; they were playing this to a different crowd. This was trying to go to the masses. That's why I think the blood was laid off of, yeah. and this was going to be something that they could get into theaters easier and, and go from there. Um, which sp- uh, takes me to my last point that I did not like about this movie, and you guys kind of already touched on this, and it's weird that we're agreeing so much on the first um, episode here, but. Uh, the army of the dead yeah. was the least scary thing that yeah. I've uh-huh. that I've seen. And Bill, as you were talking, like the because the graphics were terrible. You know what it reminds me of? It reminded me of um, if anybody's ever been to the Disneyland or Disney World, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I felt like I was on a ride where you know it's these skeletons that are just like fist fighting people, and you're just you know floating on a boat in the middle, watching it going, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, look at that. That's cool." You know, just for the graphics. Um, that's how I felt. There was nothing scary. Um, it was amusing at times, but uh, that's that's the best I could say about it. I mean, I I'm I'm looking at this at it this way. Um, it is not really a horror movie, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's more of a comedy. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, so it, it kind of. I mean, like I said, twenty years or thirty years ago, you know, it it did it. You know, now it's not not so much. Yeah, uh, I I agree, but we, we go back to 40 years ago, which is so crazy to think of that this movie came out 28 years ago. Yeah. It just blows my mind. But, I mean, we go back to the early 80s when The Evil Dead came out. Um, much scarier, much bloodier, much gorier. Yeah. You know, they just tamed this down for the masses. And I think um, there's something to be said, you know, positive for it, but I, it it really bummed me out. Yeah. It really did bum me out. It, it did, because, I mean, when you think of the Evil Dead series, man, even when they get to, you know, the TV show that came out a couple years back, I mean, that brought back the roots of having that extra gore yeah. with the comedy. So, I mean, they finally figured out how to kind of use both of it, which I thought was really good for the series. But, you know, when you watch Army of Darkness, you know, I think the biggest factor that it left out was what made the original two so popular was the gore yeah all right so uh with that said anything else before we head into uh ratings no i'm good all right well let's get to it All right, here on the MVJ podcast, we use a 1 to 10 uh, rating scale, with 1 being probably the worst movie that you've ever seen, and 10 being a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, We'll rate kills, 
story overall and then kind of give a thumbs up or thumbs down or as I've learned lately, thumbs middle sometimes. So um, kicking it off with kills, Jason, what would you rank the kills or rate the kills in Army of Darkness? So for me, I would probably rate this like a two. Like, honestly, I, I, I think Bill mentioned it earlier. Like the only really true bloody scene in the movie was the guy that fell in the pit that had more blood than an entire, you know, probably the entire cast put together. But, like, honestly, there really wasn't really much kills in the movie. And, like, compared to, like, where we were back on, like, Evil Dead 1 and 2, I just, for me, it just it just didn't do it for me. For me, it's a 1. I mean, you, you, you have the opening, the opening scene of them being basically in the 1300s. You have one person die, copious amounts of blood. The rest of the kills are people killing skeletons for the most part. You know, a couple guys get stabbed with the sword, and that's about it. But there's no blood and guts. Yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a one as well. Uh, exact same reasons. I really don't have anything else to add except I think they blew their entire blood budget on that initial uh, sprout up, and that's what we get. Um, so going into story, so I'll kick it off. I, I gave it a five on story, and I know they explain in the first five minutes, and they just throw it out there, but. Um, not not a, not a lot is happening. It's kind of just your typical st- stolen from every fairy tale story that's out there. What about you, Bill? Um, uh, I'll go four and a half. I mean, it's not it's not a bad story, not a great story. It's you know, it's there. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Bruce Campbell, I think the movie probably would have been a bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. So. For me, I I really liked the comedy like we talked about. I liked, you know, the fact that they took it to a medieval times and things like that, taking it into the earlier centuries. I just think they could have done so much more with that. Um, you know, for example, like the whole haunted forest scene, you know, where he was going through the forest and going to go get the the Necromicon and they just did the one scene in the windmill. I think they could have done so much more with mm-hmm. that whole entire, you know, thing. He left the windmill, and next thing you know, he's already at the place to get the Necromicon. And it's just like, I just feel there could have been more with the story to yeah. make it, to open it up a little bit more. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Absolutely. That brings us to um, overall movie. So what would you rate the overall movie, Bill? We'll, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to stick with the four and a half. I mean, I, I basically... Brought my points up. There's nothing more to add. Nothing, nothing more than that. Jay, so 15 years ago, I watched this movie and I'd probably give it an eight, just because I thought it was like the greatest thing. Now I watched it again, and ironically, I'm going to give it a two. And to me, like it's not so much that I thought it was a bad movie in general, but when we're talking Evil Dead. And I've probably said this a million times, and I apologize, but when we talk Evil Dead, it's gore factor. It's creepy factor. It's it's doing the things that nobody did. And then you take it, yeah, I get it. You got these different genres. You want to try to get these different audiences, and you got all these different things going on. But at the same time, there's so much more to the story that they could have done with this, and there's so much more they could have added to this to kind of make the story flow more. Yeah, and... I'm going to back up a little bit to me again. Um, but uh, with what you're saying is, you know, I, I agree with you because this is this is supposed to be an, an evil dead movie. It's but it didn't go there. Um, we all we both we, all three of us, you know, give the movie a pat on the back for the comedy. But could the comedy have been the death knell for this movie instead of being a horror movie? It turned out to be a comedy. I disagree with that because. Like I said, too, the Ash vs. Evil Dead series, they brought both together. It, they can make it work. Maybe, you know, in the early 90s, maybe this is some kind of direction they were, they were trying to look at. But I, I, I think they still could have brought more gore to the film to kind of give it that Evil Dead feeling. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the just say no to drugs portion of this because you gave it a two. Um, and uh, you must be on crack. So I, I I don't think I don't think it's a two. 
There's no way this movie overall could be a two. Now, listen, I I gave it a six, and I, I I'm I'm talking You're, about crack. Wait, wait, my four, your two, his six. I mean, listen, two, four, six, eight. But uh, I I I will say, and it's based off of what you just said of if we would have done this, you know, years ago. It would have been, yeah, an eight for me as well. The nostalgia piece, I think, is part of why it's getting a six for me. Because for so long of my life, I've loved this movie. That now, this time when I went back and watched it, um, it fell from probably an eight, eight and a half, where I probably had it in the past, all the way down to a six. But a two? All right, so so listen. So basically for me, like when I watch a movie, like... If I'm really into a movie and I'm really enjoying a movie, it's like don't bother me. Like I, I, I can't be bothered. I'm just glued to it. Like when I was watching Army of Darkness the other night for this podcast, like there was a million things going on inside the house that I kept pausing it to to take care of because I just was not getting into the movie like I used to. And it's not so much the fact I mean, yes, there's a lot of things that they do in this movie that was great. We talked about that. But for me personally, like I if if I never watched Army of Darkness again, I'd be okay with that. Same here. I mean, I'm I'm to the point like you. It not necessarily was doing stuff around the house. You know, well, I got a notification on my phone. Uh, the game I'm playing. Somebody just attacked me. Okay, so I picked up my phone. I'm playing the video game while I'm watching the movie as well. Because for me, a movie has to. It's, I have to have a vested interest in a movie to sit there and watch it. My phone becomes secondary. It's off to the side. Unless I'm, you know, I grab it to look up IMDb and say, oh, who, who is that person in a movie? You know, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't feel riveted. I was not, you know, it didn't put me in the seat and keep me there. I'm, I'm right on line with you guys of I'm not going to visit this anytime soon. I probably won't uh, see I, it. I probably watched it too many times in my life at this point, And that's part of the problem. But I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that this movie's a two. I just I, I think that's that's crazy low. The four, I, I can I can understand. Um and my six might be a little too high, I agree, but a two, I still just can't. But that's why you're Mike and I'm Jason. You're gonna have your opinion, I'm gonna have mine. Bill has his. But like like I said, for me personally, fifteen years ago, I'd be like, oh my goodness, you know, but just you know, with where I am today on my knowledge for for the horror genre and for the movies that I've seen and the the factors of the gore, the the story and things like that, you know, this movie just kind of like I said, you know, it it went away from everything that worked in the first two films and they added a piece to it which was great like we talked about the comedy, but I think the comedy overlapped the, the the fact of what they were trying to really do with the movie. Um, I, I think this is also the case of, you know, there are some movies that are out there you can watch, thoroughly enjoy, but it's also that movie, it's also probably one of those movies, yeah, you can watch it once, and it's probably a movie that shouldn't be revisited. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it was when you saw it. We're coming back, you know, and watching it again after seeing it multiple times and kind of going, eh. It didn't really do it for me this time. You guys are going to call me crazy. I feel like this one is is screaming out for a remake. I think this could be remade into all the little things that we talked about where you add in some of today's practical effects and CGI. You add in um, a little bit more of like the blood and gore and what you can get away with nowadays with some of the comedy. I think this is clamoring for, for a remake. I'm just throwing it out there. I You know what? For me, I... I'm not going to call you crazy because like, honestly, for what we're seeing today with a lot of these remakes, I think Army of Darkness is definitely one that they could maybe play around with a little bit more and kind of like put some of the things into it that we've been talking about in this episode. Because I guarantee you, we're not the only ones that are out there saying the exact same things. And I know for a fact that they are working on a new Evil Dead movie. And right now, I know what they're talking about doing is possibly going the, the direction of from the originals, maybe making a sequel with Bruce Campbell meeting Mia off of the remake from 2013, or even doing an Army of Darkness Part 2. So that's something to be um, looking forward to, maybe. Yeah. As long as... It, I, 
I'm kind of speechless on this one because I, I I couldn't I couldn't see the remake, but I mean, in Hollywood nowadays, anything's possible. I'm just throwing it out there, but I think that will take us into we like to do something at this time right after uh, the ratings each week, where we go around and if we could rename this movie, what would we name it? So uh, to kick it off, Bill, I'm going to let you kick it off this week of the rename game. What would you rename uh, 1992's Army of Darkness? The Army of Lameness. <laughs> fair fair, fair enough. Fair. I like that. Fair enough. That's a good uh, one. Jay, you want to go? Yeah, I, you know, like, I, I kind of thought of like trying to figure out like with the medieval theme and things like that. So I came up with Deadites and Camelot. There you go. All right. All right. I I wish I had a better one this week. I I struggled on this one and I did Evil Dead 3 Ashes Scary Tale. So, a little play on fairy tale, although it's not that not that scary. Wait a second. So, you were making fun of me for rating this movie at 2. But yet you come up with that. That 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 deserves a 2. That deserves a minus. Listen, two. I but I I agree with that. That that sucked. You're <laughs> saying the entire movie is a two. Like I don't I don't even want to get back into it. Um, I think I think that puts a pretty little bow on Army of Darkness. But I think it's time to look ahead to to next week. And I think are, are we guys are we ready to take a ride on the Devil's Wheel? Let's do it. All right. The Devil's Wheel. All right, welcome to The Devil's Wheel, where each week, each one of us will put three movies on a wheel. We're going to spin it to find out what is our review for next week. So you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so uh, Jason, what did you put on the wheel for this upcoming week? So the three movies that I chose this week, you know, I like sticking with that 80s theme. That, to me, was the greatest genre, and I just love talking about those movies. So Weird. Weird. So anyway, um, the first movie I, I put in there was Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Um, love that movie. Uh, great, 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 great film. Uh, another one, uh, if anyone wants to see the goriest movie ever made, Dead Alive. Um, hoping that we get to review this one at some point. And then I know there's going to be a lot of people are going to turn their heads and close their eyes on this one, but I put in Halloween Three. Believe it or not. I think it's a good movie, and I think it deserves a podcast. All right. I already have the music in my head, and I want to kill you. I'm just thinking about Halloween three. I'll nobody cares what you think. I, this is this is fair. It, it's um, been it's been forever since I saw it, so it'll be like watching a new movie all over again. I'll, I'll go next. So the three that I put on there, one um, was uh, just a couple years ago. It's called The Green Room. Uh, it's a it's a really good movie. Um, that's uh, out on Netflix right now, so we'll be able to partake in that. Um, I also threw on there the Friday the 13th remake. That was probably, what, about eight years ago now, seven years ago? Mm, maybe 10. Maybe, maybe yeah. so. And then uh, the original Wrong Turn. I've been looking to go back and review that for a little while now, so uh, those are what I put on to the Devil's Wheel. Bill, what about yourself? Uh, me, I went... Uh... Went old school again. Uh, I'm going with Alien. Uh, personally, one of my favorite movies. Another shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, if, if you don't love it, <laughs> you got a problem there. And then uh, going with Jeepers Creepers. All right. So yeah, I think we got. I think we got eight solid movies, and you know, one that Jason picked. So uh, let's go for this here. I hope it's Halloween Three, just for your comment. And the winner is the green room. Oh God! Of all the ones that I hoped it wasn't. Of all, I won. I won. You know the worst part about this is is every time he recommends a movie, it's a sleeper, it's a snoozer. I don't. I'm not looking forward to watching this movie. You know what? I I agree with you. Like his taste sometimes is like far out there. But you know what? I'm curious to see what this one's about. I I've seen it on you know, on TV every once in a while when I flip it around. So you know, I'll give it. A, I guess I have no choice now, but I have to give it a whirl. Well, gentlemen, 
this will be on Netflix for you guys to watch. So I look forward to seeing your input. I I did watch this in the past a while ago, but I cannot remember um, too much from it. But I won. I just want to point that out. Uh, That's a first. You won. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get used to it. I know I'm not, you know. And I think that brings us to our last segment. Kill of the week. Welcome to our Kill of the Week segment, which will always end our show, where we will each choose one kill from any movie in history that we want to celebrate for that week. You celebrate, right? I don't know if celebrate's the right word. No, that we're just... We're, I, we're, you know, I wouldn't really celebrate death, but I mean, on this show, I guess we can kind of celebrate it. We're not celebrating it. We're, we're basking in the glory of somebody's good work in the movie. Yeah, I mean, at least at least we're not going to probably have anything from Army of Darkness on the show. Oh no! Was there a kill in Army of Dark? I, I, it's it all blends together. But Jason, I'm going to summons you first. What is your kill of the week? All right, so I am going to take us into the 1980s to a film. Shocker! Shocker! To a film that was directed by Wes Craven, and in this film, there was really only. You know, a good scene in this movie, but, you know, who likes basketballs? You know? Who likes to play basketball? Not I. No? I'm more football, baseball. All right. Well, in the movie Deadly Friend, you know, Wes Craven had a pretty good scene in that movie where, you know, the robot girl, you know, threw a basketball at Ann Ramsey who, you know, don't throw mama from the train Uh or from the Goonies, you know. Well, her head blew up. From this nice. basketball. And like it was kind of cool because not only did they do the sequence with the head blowing up, but then they showed the body just like kind of like wilting around the room, like trying to just die off. And I, I just thought the scene was just very gruesome and it was awesome. I I don't think I've ever seen it. Check it out. I I also don't think you have to preface preface pre- preface um anything with uh this is from the 80s going forward. I think it's just we, the we, known. we know you it's the 80s, man. You like you lead in every time like just so you know this is from the 80s. I well, I know that everything you're about to say is from the 80s. Hey. That's just my, And the worst part is I'm older than you. I should be relating to the 80s more in my movies and yet I'm the one that's picking up more of the modern stuff. No, you. where you're at is you, you you've been good so far with the silent films. Uh-huh. Did Charlie Chaplin have any good kills? I just moving on. All right, so I will go next. Um, so 2002, uh, maybe the best opening death scene in any movie in history. Uh, a little movie called Ghost Ship, where uh, there's the it, it starts. You're at the opening credits, and the this woman's playing. It's on this boat, and it's like this really classy, elegant party. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see a hand kind of pull a lever and it strikes this like razor wire cord that flips through the crowd and literally slices everybody in the crowd in half. But there's one second where they don't know that they've been cut in half and they all are just staring around looking at each other. And then people's faces and arms and bodies just start falling in half. Um, There's only one person who's spared and it's a little girl who is not tall enough to be above the rope that cut. And she's looking at the, like the captain that was dancing with her. And she looks up at him cause he's still alive. And all of a sudden half of his head just slides off and falls down and just goes into her screaming. Probably the best opening scene. And I recommend to everybody out there. You don't, don't watch the movie. It's definitely not worth watching, but Google the shit out of that or YouTube it or whatever the kids are doing nowadays and go watch just the first four minutes of this movie, it is unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That is a good one. And yes, I, I agree only to watch the first four minutes of that movie. All right. Bill, never... take us home. All right. I'm going to take you home with Christian Bale, an American psycho in the sledgehammer scene. Perfect kill. Perfect kill. Uh, the, there's there's a lot of good kills in that movie. A lot oh, yeah. of good mm-hmm. blood and gore, unlike what we reviewed today. But yes. wa- but watching him do that with the sledgehammer and just have a nice big smile on his face, perfect. Yes, it was. 
So I think we're done. And I'm going to say we celebrated kills. That's what we just did. Um, but we're done with that. So uh, that's that's our first episode. What, what do we think? I think it went pretty well. I mean, you know, we reviewed a pretty bad movie today that was really good maybe 15 years ago. Um, we talked about some good deaths. And, you know, we learned a lot about, you know, about what we're going to be doing here. And hopefully, you know, we can reach out to a lot of good, you know, for our audiences out there to kind of see what we're all about and kind of go from there. Yeah, just got to move forward, man. It's, you know, episode one, you know, it may not be perfect, but, you know, we're going to improve on this. I appreciate everybody out there for uh, tuning into the kickoff inaugural week one episode of the Michael versus Jason Horror podcast featuring Billy. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can tweet us at MVJ Horror. You can find us on Facebook. Get ready, boys, because next week, it's my pick. It's the green room. I look forward to hearing from you. Bring your pillows. Uh, I think I'm going to fall asleep during that one, so it's probably going to be a two or three watcher. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week, and go fuck yourselves. All right. Yeah, go fuck yourselves.